Yo, yo, this is Jason Goff from the Full Go Podcast. Me and the crew, we like to entertain you. And we're going to do more of that this football season because the Bears should be more intriguing. There should be more fascination. Justin Fields, is this the make or break year? Is DJ Moore the piece that's going to put them over the top? You can catch us on Sundays, Tuesdays, and Thursdays or when we have an emergency podcast when we have breaking news. Make sure you follow the Full Go on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. It's the Ringers Philly special presented by FanDuel. The playoff action is heating up, and with FanDuel, you can bet on everything from the NBA Finals MVP to who's going to lift the Stanley Cup. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Parlay Hub, filter by odds, sport, and bet type to easily find the most popular parlays and same-game parlays all on one page, plus start betting on the pulse and get paid instantly when you win. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus, 18 plus in D.C. and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit rg-help.com. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on, I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, Tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. You know, unless you're wearing Philly red or you're, you're a Philly, they don't like you. You know, and I love that. Welcome to the Ringers Philly special. The Phillies take game one of the NLCS, beat the Diamondbacks five to three at Citizens Bank Park. Shield Kapadia here to talk about it. Listen, this is Philly special after dark. Okay, I recorded a podcast with Solak, extra point taken on the Ringer NFL feed. Check that out. We recorded that after Monday Night Football. So it's 1.40 in the morning, Eastern time. Times like this, when I'm talking to myself, middle of the night, just looking at a screen, I wonder if I've made great life choices or maybe some, you know, very strange life choices that led me to this odd place. But whatever, the Phillies won. I have to deliver a solo post-game pod. Those are the rules. Here's what we're doing. I'm breaking out some categories tonight. Had a few days, a breather to not do any Phillies pods. I thought, you know what? Let's organize this thing a little bit. So that's what we're going to do for this podcast. Let's see how it goes. As always, feedback is welcome, unless it's negative, in which case, keep it to yourself. All right, story of the game. Let's start with that. Story of the game to me was that first inning. You know what I like? I like when my baseball team scores early and eases some of that anxiety in a playoff game. 
we should have seen this coming. Kyle Schwarber hit 160 in the wild card round and the NLDS. The man did not hit a home run in six games. Guess what? No one even mentioned it. It didn't matter. Phillies were rolling through the Marlins and the Braves. And also, we knew it was just a matter of time. We've seen him go, not often, six games without hitting a home run. And then he comes back and all of a sudden he's hitting a home run every game. It seems like he can't miss. So first pitch from Zach Gallen, Schwarber crushes it 420 feet. 117 miles per hour off the bat. The score bug on the TBS broadcast hadn't even loaded yet. You know what I hate? When those broadcasts come back from commercial, you miss part of the game. If they did that here, uh, I would have never forgiven them. You would have never forgiven them. Lucky that did not happen. Just the score bug had not loaded yet. Next thing you know, Schwarber just launches one into right field. Home run, fourth leadoff uh, home run in his career. That's the most by any player in postseason history. So Schwarber, one pitch in, already gives you a run. Got to feel good about that. And then two batters later, come on. You knew Bryce Harper, his birthday. He likes the, he lives for these moments, the spotlight, uh, a flair for the dramatic, as the announcers often say. He hits one, 420 feet as well. Listen to these numbers for Bryce Harper, okay? Seven playoff games so far this season. He is hitting 409 with a 567 on base percentage and four home runs. I mean, it is a shock at this point when he does not reach base. A 567 on base percentage. We will see if the Diamondbacks do pitch to him, pitch around him, intentionally walk him, but kind of don't intentionally walk him. Uh, We'll see what their strategy is for the rest of this series. But uh, later in this game, he had a RBI single, drove in in Trey Turner there uh, for another RBI. So he has been on fire. So Phillies go up 2-0 before you know it in the first inning. Pressure immediately shifts to the Diamondbacks. Love it. Crowd's going nuts. Uh, When I think of game one of the NLCS, in the future. That's what I will be thinking about those first inning home runs from Kyle Schwarber and Bryce Harper. All right, next up is the CBC meter. We introduced this on the last episode. Hopefully you listen to all the episodes and I don't have to explain myself. If you need a refresher, you can ask or maybe ask your friends if you don't want to feel embarrassed. This was shaping up to be a low CBC game, but we all know those stress-free games are rare This was no exception. So two moments here I had written down where the CBC meter started to rise. First one, top of the seventh, Sir Anthony comes in. It's a 5-2 game, and he's wild right away. I mean, Sir Anthony looked great in the NLDS. You thought, okay, maybe he's found it. Then here, you get wild Sir Anthony. He walks Walker, and he gets a double play ball for Moreno. Fires it into center field. He got two on, first and third. Guriel coming up, tying run at the plate. I mean, that is the moment where you're going, they have outplayed this team for six innings. Everything has gone their way. They were up 5 nothing. Do not tell me this is going to be one of those disastrous playoff games where all of a sudden they blow this huge lead and we're talking about this for years to come. So. Next batter, Guriel lines one to Stott. Okay. 
You get one there. You had a double play. It was a near double play at first base, uh, but the Diamondbacks challenged it. They win the challenge there, so it ends up only being one out. By the way, did you hear announcer Ron Darling after that play? I mean, I have never been as confident in anything as that man was that it was not a double play. I mean, he was going nuts. I don't know where he sits, where they, where exactly the broadcast uh, booth is for these national broadcasts, but somehow he spotted it from wherever he was sitting, and he was just like emphatic. No, he's safe. That was not a double play. He was right, but well, settle down, Ron. It's going to be okay. All right. First and third, one out at that point. Now Thomas is up. Thomas flies out to Nick Castellanos, but that was such a weird Fly out. I mean, Nick Castellanos is chasing it. It looks like he's calling off Rojas. Then at the last second, he looks at Rojas, makes literally takes his eye off the ball. What we tell all our little leaguers not to do, takes his eye off the ball, looks at Rojas, and then all of a sudden looks back up, makes the catch. So uh, run scores, it's 5-3, but at least you get an out there. And then they bring in Jose Alvarado. Comes in, runner on first. Two outs, again, tying run into play. Anytime it's tying run into play, you get the nerves. You get the CBC starts happening uh, a little bit because you just know one swing and all of a sudden this is a different game. So Rivera comes in to pinch hit. Alvarado gets him. Grounder to short. Uh, and you're out of the inning. So they get out of it. Now, if we're looking ahead to kind of the rest of the series or maybe beyond, we're, of course, not going to look beyond yet, but... Sir Anthony, this has just been kind of the way his season has gone. You know, you think he's making progress. You feel good about three outings in a row. And then the fourth outing, you're saying, all right, he kind of took a step back there. He just never looked totally comfortable this season. The guy we saw in the playoffs last year who was so lights out, that guy has not really returned for an extended stretch at any point this season, whether it's injury, health-related, other stuff. I mean, that's hard to recapture how good he was last postseason, but that's certainly something to keep an eye on. I mean, Rob Thompson obviously had confidence in him to go with Sir Anthony in this spot over Cousin Jeff. A little bit, not like a complete disaster, but certainly a little shaky there, so we'll see what he gives them going forward. All right, that was the one CBC moment. Other one, top of the ninth, of course. It's got to be one. Craig Kimbrell's coming in. It's a 5-3 game. He walks Moreno. Then he goes 2-0 to Guriel. Then at 2-1, Kimbrell throws to first base. I'm In the moment, I'm yelling, why are you throwing to first? That run doesn't matter. It's a two-run game. Would you chill out? Focus on the batter. Don't get a pitch clock violation. Tell me everything's going to be okay. But this is why I am not a part of a major league organization, because what happens is it gets to a full count. Guriel smokes one to Alec Bohm, who backhands it, throws to Bryson Stott, who turns to, throws to Bryce Harper. Game over. Uh, so that's what you want to do. You want to keep make sure that double play is still in play there. There was one out. So I guess if that was holding him from Stott, I don't know. Is he going to steal? Down two. I don't think so, but all right, it's fine. You needed it, Kimbrell. No, no big deal. You kept the double play in play. You end up getting the double play ball. Everyone goes nuts. I was thinking in that moment, you know, when that ball's hit to Alec Bohm, I'm just like, he's got this. He's fielding this double play ball. You're confident in him. I mean, think of how far that guy has come defensively. He has to backhand it. Uh, not the easiest play. 
fairly routine, but not exactly routine. He makes the play. So uh, Alec Bohm has really come a long way with his defense. It's really been that way all season long. Again, think about how far he's come from the beginning of last season to where he is now. So they get out of it in the ninth. That was the second moment still. No more walks, Kimbrell. It's like Jason Peters, right? Jason Peters still told Jake Elliott, no more misses. Someone maybe just, you know, sidle up to Craig Kimbrell. No more walks. We don't need to be walking uh, a batter to put the tying run at the plate, but he got out of it. All right. Those were the two CBC moments from this game. What do you think? Maybe we, maybe we get a sponsor or someone for that segment. I feel like it has some potential. We'll see. We'll go in different directions with that one going forward. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll get back to a few more takeaways from the Phillies' win over the Diamondbacks in Game 1 of the NLCS. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, Shield Kapadia back on the Ringers Philly special. All right, next category, player of the game. I mean, it's a simple one. It's old school. It's not very creative. I will give you that. We can come up with better names, but this is just a chance to highlight a player who we have not mentioned so far. Oftentimes, it may be a pitcher. In this case, that's exactly who it is. Zach Wheeler. Wheeler goes six innings, allows two earned runs, three hits, strikes out eight, no walks, At one point in this game, Zach Wheeler had retired 15 in a row. He gives up kind of the bloop, uh, broken bat hit to Corbin Carroll to lead off the game. After that, 15 in a row. We can't take this guy for granted. I mean, he just goes out there and you're like, okay, he's going to pitch great. doesn't always happen for him. It has been happening over and over and over again. Three starts this postseason. Zach Wheeler has gone at least six innings in each of them. He's allowed two earned runs or fewer in each of them. He has a 2.37 ERA. He has struck out 26 batters and walked one. I mean, think about 26 strikeouts, one walk, 2.37 ERA in three playoff starts. No hiccups. No one shaky outing, but he bounced back. I mean, he's done it over and over and over again. That is just ace stuff right there. He was fantastic in this game. Really, if you look at the last two postseasons, so now he's had nine starts in the last two postseasons. Not to say every start last postseason was perfect, but look, let's look at it in its entirety. Nine starts, an ERA of 2.63. I mean... That's outstanding. You just trust that guy. Every time he's out there, hopefully we get, let's see, let me do a little math here. One, maybe three more starts would be nice from Zach Wheeler. This postseason, uh, I was fine with them taking him out when they did. He was at 81 pitches. Uh, Again, hopefully you're still going to deed him quite a bit in this postseason. But terrific start once again from Zach Wheeler. Okay, next one, underrated moment. Now, I kind of touched on this earlier, but Alvarado comes into the game in the seventh. He gets the last out. But not only that, that last out in the seventh and then those three outs in the eighth. I mean, that is a critical moment in the game. It's a two-run game. 
Phillies were not adding runs at that point. Uh, and Alvarado gets three more in the eighth. So he allows one hit, but he gets four outs on 15 pitches. I mean, that's fantastic. He's the guy we all trust the most, Jose Alvarado. So he comes through there in the seventh and the eighth innings. All right, let's finish it up with some leftovers here, okay? Nick Castellanos, another home run. That was a stretch of five home runs in eight at-bats. Just absurd. The guy has been on fire. Liam was in the house. Uh, Everybody excited. This one, a line drive opposite field to right field. Puts the Phillies up 3-0 there. Nick Castellanos continues to be on fire for this Phillies team. All right, next leftover. Garrett Stubbs still doing the thing where he spanks himself in the dugout. I mean, I think he did it right away, right? With the Schwarber home run, if memory serves here. It did not appear to me that that had caught on yet with any of his teammates. Maybe I'm wrong, but it seems like they're all doing their own celebrations, maybe some more normal celebrations, and he's just a man alone standing there spanking himself in the dugout. So uh, I think it's great. Uh, I look forward to learning more about it. I have to imagine this is popular with kids who are watching, if your kids are anything like my kids, but uh, that continues to be a storyline to keep an eye on for the rest of the playoffs. Garrett Stubbs, always entertaining. All right, next leftover. Did you see Topper's in-game interview during this game? I mean, he was just so friendly with, I think it was, uh, I forget the guy's name who was interviewing him, in-game interview, but he's joking with the, you know, he's saying, oh, I call it a slurve, not a sweeper. It's like a callback. I don't even know if that was, yeah, I guess it was last series where the announcers said that Rob Thompson was adamant that you call it a slurve, not a sweeper, not this new school uh, language for what that pitch is called. But Rob Thompson seemed to genuinely enjoy this interaction. And I always think these in-game interviews are kind of nonsense. I don't know why they do them. I feel like these guys are in the heat of the moment. Just let them play the game and talk to them afterwards. You usually don't get anything out of it, but uh, he seemed happy to be there. Like he could have gone, you know, I used to always joke when Brett Brown was the Sixers coach, it was like, he was the only coach who was like, you want to, you know, do like 15, 20 more minutes here. Uh, I'm kind of enjoying this. That was what it was sort of like with Rob Thompson here. Most of the time, these guys are miserable when they do these. Now the Phillies were obviously winning. So he, he's in a good mood, but he just seems like, you know, guy would be a great neighbor, would be a great uncle, would be like a great dad of one of your friends when you were growing up. I mean, that's kind of the, the those are the vibes that Rob Thompson uh, gives off. And I thought that was apparent there. Now, then my mind went to kind of a dark place here. And I thought, you know what? I would be really devastated if Topper were ever involved in like some type of scandal. You know, I don't think I'd be able to uh, handle that. That would be devastating. I don't know why my mind went there. I'm a weird person. Again, this is Philly Special After Dark. It's almost 2 a.m. right now. I probably shouldn't have even shared that. Uh, let's just move on. But yeah, that is kind of where my mind went. It's topper. Just you know, be the guy we think you are and you know, we'll give you a lifetime contract. Okay. A couple more things here. Dusty Wathen continues to bounce back. Did you see him waving Harper home? After JT Real Mutos, two out double. He was going all in, getting that left arm, big circles. Bryce Harper follows his lead and scores there. Don't think we didn't notice Dusty. Amazing bounce back that guy has had. So that was a nice moment. Another thing, Phillies hit so many balls hard tonight. 
that were out. You had to notice this if you watched the game. I mean, they were crushing the ball in this game. A lot of them ended up being line drives, ground outs, whatever. There's this stat called expected batting average, where basically they look at, you know, like where a ball's hit, how hard a ball is hit, uh, all those things. And they say, all right, whenever a ball is hit exactly like this, given all the data we have, how often does that result in an actual hit? And they call it expected batting average. So for instance, if you have, if a ball has an expected batting average of 500, that means 50% of the time that exact hit results in a hit and not an out. So I was looking at some of these. Okay. Let me run some of these, uh, through run, run through some of these here. Okay. Johan Rojas had a ground out with a 690 expected batting average ended up being an out in this game. Alec Bohm ended up with a line out with a 620 expected batting average. Bryson Stott with a line out with a 590 expected batting average. Nick Castellanos with a line out with a 550 batting average. Bohm with another line out, this one with a 540 batting average. Kyle Schwarber, fielder's choice. That's the one where Marsh got thrown out at home. That had a 530 expected batting average. And Trey Turner with the line out with a 500 expected batting average. That's seven outs in this game. Let's see, seven out of 24 outs, right? Yeah, because they didn't bat in the ninth. Seven out of 24 outs that were either coin flips or more often than not, those are going to be hits, whereas tonight, they were out. So the Phillies, like, this was an unlucky game for the Phillies. When you just look at some of those, I mean, they swung the bat well. They hit the ball hard. Um, if you play this out, you know, maybe a hundred times, uh, I think they're getting more hits. I think they're getting more runs. Uh, although, obviously, give the Diamondbacks credit. They are very good defensively. They were very good defensively in this game. I want to sing, you know, Boom had those two. I thought those were big. Bohm obviously has not done much for this team in the postseason. He hit some balls hard in this game. I think that's a sign of good. You know what? I'm going to go ahead and call my shot. Alec Bohm is going to hit a home run in game two of the NLCS. Okay. So there you go. I was going to hedge it a little bit and say extra base hit or come through in a big spot, but you know what? You don't get credit for those if you're not going big with the prediction. So I'm going big with the predictions. Alec Bohm is going to Homer in game two of the NLCS. All right, let's finish up here with a couple more leftovers from Sarah Langs on Twitter. This is a, this is a nugget that I thought was sort of eye popping, although, you know, when you think about it, it's like, oh, yeah, this is what, what's happening. The Phillies have only had two full innings in this entire postseason. That's seven games so far where they have been trailing. Okay, so Sarah Langs has this note that fewest full innings trailing through the first seven games of a single postseason. You know who's first on that list? It's the 2023 Rangers. They've only been trailing for one inning through seven games of this postseason. Uh, and the Phillies are second on that list with two. Okay, so this is this is rare. I mean, they're really, for as much as I talk about the CBC meter and the stress and the anxiety of playoff baseball, uh, you know, they're they're jumping on these teams out of the gate and usually holding on to those leads, except for the one game against the Braves. So they've given us a lot of stress, sort of stress-free baseball as far as that can go this time of year. All right, so game two, Tuesday night, Citizens Bank Park. It'll be Merrill Kelly versus Aaron. Nola. 
Nola has been fantastic through his first two starts in the postseason. I said it before the playoffs. This is really a chance. Not that you know he's had a very good career as a Philadelphia Philly, but when we're talking about legacy, when we're talking about how are you going to remember this athlete 10 years, 20 years, 30 years from now, I think this postseason really presented an opportunity for Nola to kind of reshape that legacy through two games. So far, so good. Obviously, these could be the final times we're watching Aaron Nola pitch as a Philly. So uh, another chance to really, uh, really come through in game two, give the Phillies a 2-0 lead going to Arizona for the next three games. Uh, Merrill Kelly, 12-8 and with a 3.29 ERA in 30 starts during the regular season. His walk rate above league average. So maybe this is a game where the Phillies are a little more patient, uh, take a more patient approach than they, they did with Gallon, where they were really, you know, first first pitch swinging. Uh, and that was the right approach, obviously. They jumped all over him, but maybe it's different here in game two. Kelly has one playoff start this season, went six and a third, shutout ball, struck out five, walked two, allowed three hits. So there you go. Kelly versus Nola. Game two, then the series moves to Arizona Thursday, Friday, Saturday for games three, four, and five. All right, that'll do it for this episode of the Ringers Philly Special. Cliff told me to remind everyone we will have a same game parlay uh, through FanDuel, so check out the Ringers social media channels for that. Phillies continue to be undefeated when I plan to do a solo pod. So guess what I'm going to plan to do after game two? That's right, a solo pod. I have no other choice. All right. Thank you to Christopher Sutton for pinch producing this episode, this late night episode. Uh, Thanks to everybody for listening. And I will talk to you Tuesday night after game two. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York.